Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. The Bar, Biblical and Performing. For those of us who claim Christ, our authority is the Scripture. For those who don't claim Christ or who claim another, I'd like for them to, we challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from Scripture. Uh, it, it explain the nature of good and evil apart, apart from the scripture. Um, that there, there's, you, you have no context. There's no justification for it except for the whims of, of, man, of, you know, of men. And so, man, we, we stand upon the foundation of the scripture. Sola Scriptura. Scripture alone, man. Doctrine. Yeah. Sola Scriptura. Sola scriptura. scripture alone. That means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation for the age of creation? For he laid the foundation. Was a plan for expiation? Christ became propitiation. Meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd he saw our faces. Welcome everybody to the bar where we are biblical and reformed. It's your boy Dwayne. We live here in the B&D studios. So excited about today's uh, topic and, and radio broadcast. Uh, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, both of them ironically, in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, first, we got Mr. Virgil Walker. How are you this afternoon, sir? I get better every day, man, especially when I'm kicking with you, Cats, man. It's going to be a good night Talk about some good stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And also, Mr. Barlow, a.k.a. Corn on the Cop. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> Do not judge me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Um, just ready to get rolling into this conversation. Can't wait to see what things come forth. And I'm ready to learn just as much as I am ready to teach. Absolutely. Amen, sir. Amen. Well, if you're just joining us or you're new to the to the broadcast, first I want to invite you to check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called Be Not Deceived. Uh, and we're also on Twitter at uh, at BND Truth 2012. You also can email us at BeNotDeceived2012 at gmail.com. And, uh, and this topic tonight is kind of what Be Not Deceived uh, was conceived out of, I guess. Um, the title of the message is uh, False Teachers or False Preachers or False Prophets. Um, and we all... Uh, have witnessed or or seen or been victimized or all of those good things and uh i'm I'm just really excited about it um because we we've all got a little experience on that and and we've all you know seen it and dealt with it and the thing about this broadcast is we're not afraid or we're not ashamed to uh to jump in there and talk about this stuff um that's one thing that that us at be not deceived you know we we really stand on truth and we don't mind uh pulling the covers off or the wool off of of these uh wolves out here in sheep clothing um to start off you know uh mr virgil i'm I'm gonna let you kind of i guess maybe uh uh give like a brief intro type thing that uh because you know if those that know virgil 
um, before he came to being out to see, he had this thing called uh, False Teacher Friday, where every Friday he would uh, drop some bombs. So, uh, Virgil, I'm gonna let you kind of kick it off, and then Barlow, you jump right in, cause this is your your thing, bro. I'm gonna I'm back back and be the the, the sideline guy tonight. But uh, let's go ahead and get get started. Yeah, well, great, man. Listen, I I I loved. I used to look forward to my false teacher Fridays, man. And kind of how, how that got started just by way of a little bit of background, um, man, is I kind of, I kind of came out of, um, you know, what I, what I would call charismania. Um, and, and, and I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but at the same time, um, man, just, just a part of a lot of uh, ministries that were very heavily trenched in word faith theology, uh, name it, claim it theology, some call it, um, you know, it, where where we were we were all about speaking things into existence, mm-hmm. um, and it and it really it really hit me, Dwayne, at the point in my life, man, where I was really trying to hold on to truth, and and I was seeing all the things that that those pastors and preachers had told me. Uh, I, I was kind of beginning to see those that my focus on the things they told me were important began to really, I'd I, I say, the, the, the chickens came home to roost, so to speak, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In, in that uh, I was focused on, on trying, to, trying to, you know, make money and trying to gain wealth and obtain wealth and grow in all of these areas, and the challenge with all of that was um, I, was, I was losing my faith. I, I, I began to recognize that what I really chased and what was really my God was wealth. Prosperity, and, uh, and 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 that's not uncommon uh, for a lot of folks who who end up looking at the, the name and claim it the health and wealth prosperity gospel. And so, man, it was out of that time period, man. After you know, a, a, a real challenge to my family life, uh, to 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 even our my my marriage with my wife, where we were we were on two different pages, man, as, as far as that was concerned, and trying to figure out what truth is. And, and as as we begin to to reconcile and really recalibrate uh, our lives to, to really begin to open up the pages of Scripture and identify not what we were taught, but what was actually true. Right. And so op- opening up the pages of Scripture, man, and unpacking that, trying to see what, what did the Scripture really say, um, it was a really eye-opening experience. You know, to recognize that that you know when we when when I was taught, you know, hey, you, you can speak things into existence. You have the the power and ability to speak those things that be not as though they were. And then I had to read the scripture and recognize that that was a gift or an ability, rather, only only given to God, God alone, not to not to man. And so it would be things like that that I would begin to stir up and read and watch and then understand that. Man, this stuff is false. There's some mm-hmm. things I've been taught that are not true. Um, as a result of that learning process, growing process, uh, and recognizing that I had a lot of friends of mine who were still a part of that Word of Faith uh, background, that Word of Faith teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I started posting things in social uh, Initially, to, to, to get a rise, in, uh, initially, man, if I'm honest, uh, I, I, was, I was angry. I mean, I was really angry. I was mad that I had been taught wrongly. I was mad that, um, that, that the, these men who, and sometimes women who claimed to have a knowledge of the truth were indeed uh, not, not who they said they were. In fact, had really, had really taught falsely 
uh, all along. And, and, and so it's, it's difficult to know whether they do so um, knowingly or, or unknowingly. Right. Uh, but I do know that, that I was taught wrongly. So I initially just kind of posted stuff out there, getting stuff off my chest. I'd see my old friends would, would comment, and it was a great opportunity to, um, to, to really engage them in what the Bible actually said. And so from that, man, I had, had False Teacher Friday, and uh, for a while, man, it, was, it would blow up. On, I mean, on Fridays, whenever I'd start posting, I mean, it, it was like a, a sea of people that came to my page and was, was trying to find out, you know, who, who was I talking about next, and <laughs> where, was I, where was I going, and what was going to be said. And so, you know, it's, it's out of that that, man, I really gravitated toward. When I saw Be Not Deceived kind of come out there, man, I thought, you guys are, are, are doing it. I, if I could just link up, join up with what you guys were doing, it would, you know, it would free me up on, on some different things. So that's kind of, that's kind of my background in it, man. I, you know, I, I, it, it was one experiential. Mm-hmm. I experienced the false teaching firsthand. Uh, it, it was two, uh, a process of, of understanding the truth and then healing as a result. It's not so much anger or rage. I'm not angry at anybody. Uh, I just, I just know where I'm walking with regard to being exposed to the truth of God's Word, and I want more and more people to experience that truth uh, and the richness of who God really is. Um, and so I, I share what I share. I work with you guys uh, in response to that. That's kind of how that goes. Awesome, man. Uh, you know, you know, I was in Virginia, you know, I got to tell you, man, uh, first of all, man, there's definitely an honor and a privilege to, to have you a part of the team. Uh, think that, you know, that you saw what we were doing and was like, man, I want to be a part of that when really – uh, quite frankly, you had a, a, a following on your own uh, from that false teacher Friday. I mean, I know I was one of them, uh, and I, and you know, and I think you said something that was that I found kind of important as to why this is such an important issue, and it's the fact that people are listening to people that they trust, and they're taking what these people say as standard or as truth or whatever, and running with it, and never really going back. And actually studying that scripture for themselves, uh, and, and and we see this a lot because, like for me, it wasn't so much that like I grew up or or came up under a prosperity teaching because although that is a false teaching out there, like there are many others, like in addition to the prosperity gospel right. and so forth, or the health and wellness, you know. So like there are, there are other things that, and, and me, you know, I, I considered myself uh, to be a truther. In, in, in some sense of the word, where it was like, man, I was always looking for the truth to something, the truth behind it. Like, I needed the nitty-gritty. Like, like is what we saying really what the Bible saying? And so forth. And, and among other things, I became somewhat of a, I, I called myself a conspiracy realist, but really I was still just a conspiracy theorist like everybody else back then. But it was like I would, I would really, like, listen to what some of these folks said. And there were some people I just did not trust. Uh, I never really trusted T.D. Jakes. I don't know why. I never really trusted Joyce Meyer or Kenneth Copeland or, or any of the folks that you would see on TV. Uh, and, you know, but, you know, half the time, though, I didn't know why. And I would hear people say a lot of things in services, and, and I even find myself in, in certain cases, like, repeating stuff that people said, and then you go back and you look at the Scripture, and you say, well, wait a minute, that, that's not really what the Scripture said. And so, you know, a, a conversation like this, you you have those people who will say that, that, well, why don't you just, you know what I'm saying, let them be, because the scripture can be whatever you make it to mean, this, that, and the other. It's like, well, no, that's not the case. This is actually an important issue. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a very important issue, because what you have here now is people who are pretending to be shepherds, 
who are actually hirelings, and they're leaving the flock to the depths of hell. Mm-hmm. Because they're not teaching God and spirit and the truth. And, and I think one of the best ways I heard it put, I actually heard it on an album, but I think I actually heard it said as well. It says, when all theology should lead to, to doxology. And what that means is, you know, like what you know about God, the truth about, about God, should lead to a place of adoration, praise, and worship. And he, was, but he, and he got to this point where he says, man, if you have doxology without theology, what you have is idolatry. And so what I see in a lot of the music, a lot of the popular music today, especially in the black community, in the, in the black Christian community, uh, you know, you, you hear a lot of you hear a lot of songs that are man-centered and focused on prosperity and focused on uh, and, and basically based off of the prosperity doctrine. Why? It's because they don't know, they, nobody's really teaching them the truth of who God is and teaching them the central theme of the Bible being God's plan for redemption for mankind and, and basically being Jesus Christ. And so if we're missing all of that, you know, we're looking, we're seeking to get up and stuff from God as opposed to desiring a relationship with him and to be with him and to and to spend eternity with him and so forth. So, so, uh, I mean, it's, again, you know, when we talk about why it's important, because I believe that when you're holding on to, to false doctrines, or listening to false teachers, you're actually worshiping a false god, ultimately. And if we say that we love people, then we all yeah. want to point them to the truth of Scripture. Absolutely. Uh, so so that, that, for me, that's why that's why I believe that this is an important topic uh, as well. You know, yeah. it's, it's simply about pointing to uh, the truth of who God is. Right, right. And I, I want to, I guess, add to, to the importance of it. Um, because, uh, my, I guess my testimony is a lot like Virgil's, um, uh, originally in the Baptist church and then, you know, coming, becoming a part of charismatic church and Pentecostal. And, and, and to me, it was like a, you know, for me, I always liked the new thing or the exclusive thing. Um, you know, and, 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 and when I got, you know, to South Carolina and it was a part of a mega church and, and got in that whole arena, man. And, and, and it was almost like I was getting favored cause I was like meeting people and, you know, people were saying there's a call on me, you know? And so it was like a wave, man. And, um, and, and I never forget, you know, uh, uh, just whenever God just revealed or just took the, the shack, the, 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 the blinders off and, and I was almost like, wait a minute, like something ain't right. You know, and that that was that was the start of 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 being out to see just that that aha moment. Something's not right. And then the more we began to dig, the more we began. I began to see, you know, what these guys were teaching was not true according to scripture or if it if they were, it was taking it out of context with something that uh, that you guys on this call, man, um, really helped me get an understanding of, of, of context and, and making sure that we, we, we use it properly and, you know, all of that stuff. So that, that's another reason why I think this is important, man, because, uh, um, I just imagine the thousands and millions of people that, that have this false sense of salvation, you know, um, this false sense of, of church, you know, and like you said, Barlow, about trusting people, you know, you, you want to trust your pastor, 
you know, uh, if if you just you're just going off of his words, you know that that's a sad time, man, for someone to be, you know, following something without re- researching themselves or or studying for themselves, and you know, it, and and then find out that that they've been going astray, you know. So that that's I don't know, guys. That this topic really hits home because, like I said, personally, I I've seen it. You know, I've seen the manipulation. I've seen the, you know, the the name it, claim it, speak it, and nothing happened. Um, and and that's one of the many reasons why I was drawn to reform theology, man, because it it takes us back to the scriptures. You know, you you're not you're not waiting on the word of a prophet. You just you just read, reading verses, man. Um, because you know I've gotten word. That, you know, you sow this seed in twenty one days. You know, <laughs> you know. Uh, that that kind of foolishness, man. So I just wanted to put that out there, man, because this it really uh really hits home uh, on this topic, man, for sure. Absolutely, man. I I will tell you, um, I, I I'll do I'll do a couple of things in the way of just pushing the conversation forward. Now that we kind of got all of our our testimonies kind of out there and 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 let folks know where we're coming from, you know, from a standpoint of of our experience. With that, I'll do a couple of things. One is just kind of to identify what we mean, and we can chop this piece up. Uh, you know, each of you maybe want to chime in and, and uh, uh, on it as, as we kind of address it. And that is, what, what do we mean when we say false teacher? I think there, there's a lot of assumptions uh, in that, and I think each of us know what we mean when we say false teacher, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's real easy for us to... You know, identify what that is because of our uh, our experiences, but but for the most part, when when we say false teacher, I'll kind of throw this out there as far as what what I mean when when I'm when I'm saying false teacher. I'm looking at two things with regard to false teacher, and I and I'm not. Maybe you guys are different. I'm very slow to call to to, to designate someone a a heretical false teacher. I'm very, very careful about that. It's not simply because I heard a sermon that they preached, and all of a sudden they said something was wrong, and and now they're a false teacher. Because I'll be honest with you, Barl, I think you know. I, I know. I know you preach pretty often, and and, and I know I do. I've I've listened to a sermon or two that that I've done, <laughs> and and maybe maybe I inadvertently either misquoted a, a text or or not misquoted a text, but maybe said something. Uh, or, or was you know uh, was was trying to quote a text verbatim, didn't you know well, or or maybe I, I was making a reference to something that was in the scripture but in the wrong place, and you know what I'm saying. So I, that's that that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about someone who makes a makes an error uh, or, or something like that. What I'm talking about when I say false teacher, I'm talking about someone who, like Barlow, like you said, is preaching a different. Gospel, you know what I'm saying. Right. Someone, right. someone who's, who's preaching a different gospel for us as believers. We know, you know, First Corinthians fifteen one through four. Paul explains to us what our message is and what the gospel actually is. He says this. He says, "Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel that I preached to you, which which you received and in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached, unless you believed in vain." He says in verse 3, For I delivered to you that which was of a, a first importance of what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, 
that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And so we know that the gospel message is all about the life, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin. And, and, and that's important because of the fact that we all are indeed sinners in need of a Savior. The challenge with that is more times than not, uh, we've got preachers out there who are, who are unwilling to even talk about sin. Uh, they, they don't want to acknowledge sin. They, they think that you know, there's good on the inside of everybody when Scripture absolutely contradicts that. That, that that they need to speak to the to the God on the inside of you when, when Scripture says that no one is good and that the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things, who can know it? So, so when we begin to peel back the layers of what they're teaching, the message of the Gospel is there's always something added to it or something not placed in it. For example, they, they take away the notion of, of the sinful condition of our lives or the depravity of mankind. Or they'll simply say, well, you know, if, if, if Jesus becomes like the cherry on top of your, of your good life, you know, you're, you're a good person, living a good life, if you could just get Jesus in your life, then everything will be better. Your marriage will be better, you're, you're, you'll buy a bigger home, uh, you'll have more cars, and you'll walk in, in complete uh, divine health. And so that's kind of the message of, of a gospel that's out there that's not in line with the scriptures that we've got to address. I, again, I, I, I don't want to belabor that any more than I just did, but I, is there anything you guys would, would add to that, either of you? I just, I just want to say that you just pretty much summarized the very sermon that I preached last Sunday. <laughs> like, like that, that's exactly where I came from in the text. And that's exactly what I was saying about how many preachers today, uh, how they make they don't make much of the gospel, let alone much of sin. And um, and, and you know, and I just I'm, I'm thinking of this quote, I'm, and I'm probably about to butcher it, but from like Paul Washer, he said, "Man, if, you know, if you're in the church, he says, if you're in a church that doesn't make much of sin, then you're in the church that doesn't have what in which the Holy Spirit is not working, because one of the functions of the Holy Spirit is to convict people of sin." Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, 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 and which, which brings me to, like, another thing, you know, while they're undercutting the, the gospel, it's like they're making a mockery of the Holy Spirit. Um, this, this is what false teachers do. Um, a lot of what people think is the Holy, or call the Holy Spirit today, it's not the Holy Spirit. It may be a spirit of some type. I don't know. I'm not going to even go there right now. It mm-hmm. may be some type of spirit, but it's not, it's not the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, because what the Holy Spirit does is He brings conviction because of sin in your life. He brings regeneration. He brings, you know, He, he brings comfort. Not not in sin, but comfort in the fact that we have a Savior who is true to His Word because He is the Word made flesh. I mean, you know, and we have today we have people who use the Holy Spirit and or even the name of Jesus as if it's some type of magical catchphrase. You know, they treat God like he's some type of genie in the Bible, uh, a genie in the bottle, I mean. Like my, uh, my father would always say, man, people treat God like he's something you can put up on a shelf and bring him down whenever you need him. You know, and, and, and this is what you get with a lot of false teachers. I, you know, Virgil, you mentioned uh, how people use Jesus as if he's some type of cherry on top. That's like one of the songs that I hate most that became popular within the past year and a half or so. I uh, was from, uh, uh, I want to say, Erica Campbell, I think. From one half of, uh, of Mary Mary, I was going to say sister, sister. One half of Mary Mary, uh, uh, she's talking about she needs a little more Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, 
know, you, you, like when you listen to that, it's like, man, this is it's kind of a, it's kind of a whack song. Like biblically speaking, theologically speaking, like what do you mean you need a little more Jesus? Like what does that mean? Like, you need a little more Jesus for what? Like, you know, I mean, wouldn't you want all of Jesus? Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I, and again, maybe, and, and, and maybe I'm nitpicking at, at certain stuff, but you know, it, it, it's it's things like that. Like I said, like the false doctrines and our false ideas of who God is and what He should be to us even creeps up in songs that are supposed to be our worship songs or our praise songs. Uh, you know, and yeah. So again, like I said, this is something that's very detrimental and important to the to to uh, to the body of Christ. Right. Um, and and so like, while we're talking about this, a lot of folks, you know. Um, I think, you know, we live in an age where people want to be Christian, but they want to be Christian without the Bible. But the Bible is our standard. Um, I mean, it's it's our foundation. It's, I mean, Scripture alone teaches us everything that we need to know about God. And my question is on the table that we're going to bring up, like, what are some things that the Bible says about false teachers? Now, I think, uh, Virgil, you touched on one, um, I think I think one that we should touch on actually comes from a very famous passage in the Bible, but it, they don't ever really get that far. They pretty much stop at verse one when they say, "Judge not, lest you be judged." <laughs> and, and, and I mean, they, they may, at best they'll go to they'll go to the moat and the beam or what have you. But then they'll, but most people who quote that to try to justify not calling false teachers out. Or, or even call it sin, sin, they'll stop at that portion of the Bible, but then never take it further uh, down in Matthew chapter 7. Uh, so, uh, in which Jesus himself talks about by their fruit, you'll know them. Right. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, and, and that, that right there, because, uh, you know, Virgil was asking what defines, you know, false teacher. I think that the, the last thing you just said, man, by their fruit, you know, um, one thing uh, on a personal level that I look for um, with a, a minister, and I know, you know, it can't be, I know there's probably some exceptions, but, you know, my, my grandma used to always say, you can tell, you know, if a preacher is living what he preach, when you look at his wife, you know, while he's preaching, you know, and so if if he preaching hard and his wife looking at him like, That's good. yeah, That's good. yeah, right, yeah, you you ain't, you know. <laughs> if she got that look about her, cause y'all know your wife, she ain't gonna, she, you know, she, she might front a little bit, but if she think nobody looking, that face gonna get toe up if she think otherwise. And, uh, and that, you know, and I think that that's a marker for me as far as a, I, I on a, on a local I'm level. Say what? I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start looking for their wives when they preach. Yeah, man. Just, and just then, not. yeah, and then another marker, yeah. man. Another marker is, is is their their children. You know, we have this stigma of the PK. I mean, what is, I mean, the, the 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 preachers' kids. You know, um, yeah. One thing. This is something I noticed, man. And definitely no shade whatsoever. No shade. But uh, a guy that's that's popular. Well, okay, I'll give you a scenario. Two guys that's popular in Texas. One of them, I mean, he, he's popular on the, you know, a lot of people that are in our circles being not deceived, they really follow this guy. But if you look at his kids, you know, they they don't do everything that he's preaching about. You know, like he, he's totally against this or that, you know, but 
it, it's not a it's not showing in their life. And then there's another preacher that was in Texas that his kids model everything that that he preach about. I mean, and, and I had a personal friend to see both of them in two different places, and and I think that says a lot about if you're preaching and teaching what's uh you know what if if you if you're applying it to your household i guess you know and i think that's a marker for a false teacher man if 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 what you're preaching not applying you know i think that's a marker on in my book you know not not even i don't know td personally i don't know the mother cats personally but my book man it, it's got to be fruit you know to qualify you you know to keep you from from i guess falling into that list for me, I guess. Now, now here, here, here's a question, though. Like, what if, I mean, like, I don't know, like, 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 could could there be a safe soul to say, like, I mean, like, in that, in that particular sense, like, that person could be preaching the truth, you know, saying, so, he, I mean, does that necessarily make him a false teacher just because he's not applying it to, to, uh, to he's not applying it? Well, I guess you're right. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I'm just, 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 just asking. I mean, like, like he could be, he could be preaching. He may be fake, but does it make him? <laughs> like, <laughs> true, true. My bad. Yeah. I, guess, I guess that was a rant no, on no, my no, side. <laughs> no, 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 that's true. I mean, but like at the same time, I mean, you just may be right. I mean, like, I mean, I, I know I have heard stories, and, and again, the, the reason why I'm not calling names on this is because. At this point, for me, in my mind, it's, it's really just, it's, it's, it's nothing more than gossip. But I have heard stories of teachers who I've known to be false teachers who have unruly children. Uh, but I don't know if I can, you know, if I can tie the two together. Yeah, yeah. If I know that there's somebody who, like, like, like I'm, I'm going to take, for example, like, like my daddy, he, he was a pretty trooper preacher. And, and I, I got to be honest with you, I, I was a hellion. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't as bad as I could have been by the grace of God, but but you know, I, I, I was somewhat of an embarrassment and a reproach. I think, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and and praise be to God, you know, I didn't stay that way. And but um, yeah, I mean, but nevertheless, so when we do look at, I know when I when we look at certain fruit, and again, like it it, it gets kind of it gets kind of hectic when you know when you, you start looking at stuff that starts uh, surfacing in the media. Right. You know, adulteries and 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 uh, illegitimate children and and you know and drug use and stuff like that. And it's like, well, man, it's like, hold on, no, I thought you were, you know, I thought you were saved, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I I think you know, I think really it starts to pour into like, okay, well, now what are they saying about this sin? You know, and so you look at somebody and this person, I don't have no problem naming. Let's say like Dietrich had. And the reason why I don't probably name him is because he puts his business out there. Right. I mean, he has no he has no shame in how he's living, you know. Uh, and you know, this is somebody who publicly left his wife while publicly cheating on her, and is publicly living with a woman that he's publicly not married to. You know, it's all public. You know, he, he put it on he put it on a reality TV show. And right. This man, this man is a, from my understanding, he he's a pastor. You know. A quote unquote, some bath or some type, you know, and, and and a recording artist at that. So when you look at somebody like that, you can say, well, whoa, this, this guy's life is out of disarray. I mean, like, it's just all over the place. But yet he's professing to be 
uh, a preacher of the gospel, of, the, of God's word, a preacher of God's word. Uh, you know, and, and I think really right there, you have as much evidence as you need to say, no, that man ain't right. Sally, we have a culture of Christians who are like, you know, Dietrich has his followers and love his music. They buy it, they'll go out and buy his new If he dropped a new album tomorrow, they'd be the first in line to get it. You know, uh, and they, 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 I mean, that's just the world that we live in. It's where people actually love these types of people. And I believe that the Bible, I, I, I believe that the Bible is clear on, 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 uh, on these people, and we were told in Matthew seven fifteen, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are wrapped in wolves. You should know them by their fruit. Since do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles, even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, wherefore by their fruits, he shall know them. And and we're living in a day and age where people ignore like that passage. Like they'll they'll ignore that portion of scripture. Why? Because Dietrich had can sing. And he puts out great mm-hmm. music. And he's mm-hmm. entertaining. And and if he can live like the way he's living and still be called a Christian, well why can't I? Right, right. And you know when I when I think about this whole issue of, of false teachers, the, the, I think the big question becomes for a lot of people, why is this important? You know, what, you know, you guys go around with your, 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 your theological goggles on, your glasses on, just kind of looking for somebody to mess up and, uh, you know, or, or say something wrong. What's, what's the big deal? And, and when I think about that, I think about someone that, that I interacted with guys recently. Um, and this, this individual was, was in my office and had been, you know, dealing with a lot of the, a lot of the issues around false teaching and false teachers and, and, and had really had a lot of questions just from a standpoint of their faith and, and having a clear understanding of what scripture said. They, they were feeling like they were just lost. And, and, and really concerned about, about their faith. Like, is my faith real? You know, all of this stuff that I, that I was taught um, that's wrong now, what do I really believe? I mean, the, the, the fallout from those kinds of situations when people begin to understand that what they've been taught was not, was not, the, was not the Scripture and was, was indeed not the Gospel, um, man, sometimes that turns people upside down, and, and, it's, and it's a real challenge for them to deal with. And, 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 and I, I want to make a, a, just a brief distinction between um, someone who is, who is teaching absolute heterodoxy, absolute you know, heresy, uh, is it, it, different from someone maybe on a secondary issue like, let's say, baptism. Um, and, and maybe they, maybe they believe in infant baptism and, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Baptist and so I, I, I hold to believers baptism and, and, uh, as a, as a believer, I don't believe that, that infants, uh, can, can come to a decision in Christ. I recognize all of the issues that, that someone who is a pedo Baptist would, 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 would lean into with regard to, hey, it's, it's, it's indicative of the covenant and, 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 and kind of connected to circumcision and how they do all of those. I, I know that. I understand that. 
but but that's that's not while while we may disagree on those on those secondary points, um, you know we're we're both we're both going to scripture, uh, moving in the right direction with regard to with regard to issues of faith. I, I, what I'm talking about in the way of false teaching is someone who ultimately teaches a different Jesus. A different gospel. When I say different Jesus, I mean a, a Jesus who's more like a butler uh, that that answers to our beck and call, who is who's at the ready, waiting for us to speak something into existence so that he can go to work, um, rather than the sovereign King of Kings and the Lord of Lords uh, to whom we serve, uh, the, the one that the one that we the one that we serve. And so it's one of those kinds of things that 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 I think is important for us to recognize uh, the difference and, uh, and, and, and identify that for people. But it, it, has its, it has an impact. I mean, it has an impact on the lives of people. And so I just think that's an important point to make. Yeah, you know, and it's, I like how you mentioned the fact that uh, you talked about, like, any, how you mentioned different Jesus. I listened to that, uh, that talk that you sent to us in the inbox uh, earlier. Uh, yeah, you know, about the about the whole controversial thing and so forth, and, and 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 you know how they mix it something how like in the language of someone with uh, what they came like in the agreement that they came to. It's like man, it sounds like and then when they read it, I was like, well, what's wrong with that? And then they thought, and then, but then it came out brought to the forefront that part of the issue is just like, well, wait a minute, no, you know, although you said that Jesus said about which we interpret scripture, then we need to make sure we're talking about the same Jesus. Um, and and, and I think that. That really, like, like it kind of brought to the forefront something about false teachers. See, the thing about false teachers is they're not going to come right out and just blatantly say something that's just openly, you know. I mean, it's not going to like everything that there's that they're that the, most of what they're going to say is going to sound like foul biblical doctrine. Most of what they say, it's going to be like one or two things in there that's going to make whatever it is that they're saying heresy or heretical. You know, um, you know, and, and like I think, like one of the best ways I heard it put was is that you know they say rat poison can be ninety eight percent corn and wheat, but that two percent strychnine will kill, can, can, you know, can kill a rat. He said it was the same thing with with doctrine. It could be ninety eight percent truth, but that two percent of false doctrine can kill you dead. You know, and and, and it's all in like the subtleness of, of what's being said, and and also you touched on a, another good point about. You know, secondary issues, man. Like, like, like. How do we, how do we distinguish somebody, a brother or sister in the faith, who, who just holds to a secondary issue? How do we hold them in, in like, in light of? How do we hold a false teacher up in light of that? Like, like, what makes a person false? At what point do we get to, uh, to, to them being a false teacher? You know, and and I think really what that point boils down to is coming to a place of understanding what the essentials are. Like, what is essential? Right. You know, um, and when we do, and when we dealing with these essentials, which is why I mean, and, and I think like, and, and this has been like a hard area for me because I work around a lot of people at my job. Uh, I have a lot of oneness Pentecostals, and uh, as a matter of fact, uh, a oneness Pentecostal comes and does the Bible study there, <laughs> and so every so often, wow. I, wow. I, I uh, like like I, and I I do uh, you know I mean I'm, I'm a counselor. Uh, you know, at the girls' home, and every so often these girls come talking to me because they know that I'm a preacher, and they come saying some stuff to me. You know, and I mentioned I'll say I'll say something about it. Now, I mean, this is I gotta, let me put this out there. When I interview, 
I told the people that I was a preacher, and I told them that if, if people, if anybody asks me a question, I am going to answer that question based upon my biblical worldview. If the, you know, say, you know, I asked if that was all right, they say yes, that's perfectly fine. So when these girls come asking me questions, most of the time I'm pretty much contradicting everything that they're wanting to come to Bible teacher Uh oh. For example, the, the biggest thing that that I've dealt with so far for me that I thought was the biggest issue is when they say that Jesus is not God. Oh wow. And. And, and, you know, and so when I hear that, see, like, for me, that's not a secondary issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, right, right. chapter 8, you know, John, he says, man, he said, man, unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sin. You know, and so right, right. That's, not a, that's not a secondary issue. You know, and, and so, again, these one of the Pentecostals that I work with, nice people, love them to life. But, you know, their whole is a, their whole is a heretical view. I don't know how to, I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I don't know how to handle that, but that's that's an issue. You know, and, and, and we have a lot of teachers we have a lot of teachers who hold to that view, but yet a lot of Trinitarians will follow these teachers who hold to that view. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I got I got listen, I've got I've got one. I've got a secondary issue for you, man. Just to throw just to throw a little gasoline on the fire. What do you what do you do with here's a secondary issue, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and I I think I know where you guys stand on on this, but but, but would love to hear your thought process about it. And, and the secondary issue is women women preachers. <laughs> you know you got you got these you got these women you got these women preachers who are out there you know preaching preaching up these pastrixes uh, that are <laughs> doing their, that are doing their thing and and um, you know running these. Uh, uh, you know, full-on ministries, full-on ministries, and uh, you know they're they're the, they're the senior pastor of the church. What do you, what do you guys? How do you guys deal with that? What are your thoughts there? Uh, I, I don't bite my tongue on it. That shouldn't be. I, 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 I have I have no. They're being disobedient to the to the scripture. Uh, they're usurping a man uh, a, a man's role. Uh, they're they're basically doing what they feel like they want to do as opposed to doing what God, you know, as opposed to adhering to God's uh, biblical model for the church. I believe that they're out of order. Yeah. I don't, I, I have no doubt that they're doing stuff that helps people. And, and having said that, I do believe that God does save people and help people in spite of other people's disobediences. But it doesn't mean that where they are is, is right. Doesn't mean what they're doing is right, or or even acceptable uh, in light of the scripture. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, like you said, V. You know where we stand. I'm totally with you on that. Believing the scripture, uh, where it says, you know, the the husband of one wife, and so on and so forth, man. And and I've had that conversation. I mean, I, y'all know it's a hot topic on our page. You know, anytime we post anything about that, that turned the world upside down. But one of the things that I've noticed um, coming from, you know, the the whole charismatic uh, interpretation and God said stuff, um, one guy hit me with, uh, <laughs> what did he hit me with? He, something like, yeah, women, uh, oh, the, you know, the one they always try to hit you with, you know, there's no male and female, you know, in, in, in the sight of God or whatever, whatever. Right. That's that's right. the number one one, and then one one guy, uh, was was on the phone, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, God told me that because there's such a lack, you know, he's going back to 
you know, when he when he elected who I forgot who it was as a judge. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah, that's that's, that's another one they ride on, you know. So, you know, I and uh, that's why I love being, uh, you know, I guess reformed or whatever because we just we just let the scriptures talk, you know. We don't right. we don't right. we don't try to you know hear anything extra or you know listen out for this and that you know we just let the scriptures talk and that's what we stand on man and that's that's my stance man I, that's a secondary issue um and and I, I i definitely love on somebody you know that that uh that has a woman pastor you know i tell them it's wrong i definitely will but uh but mm-hmm. that's something i i just can't submit to personally and, and wouldn't advise anybody mm-hmm. to either you know you know, if, if if I'm not mistaken, like, and I mean, and I could be wrong because I kind of heard this Baptist talk like maybe a couple of ways, but to me, it, it seems like, you know, like when you go to like Isaiah 3, it seems that women ruling over men is a judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, like, mm-hmm. I mean, by the way, if, 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 if I'm wrong on that, by all means, I'm a love somebody. <laughs> Like even even when you talk about like Deborah the judge, uh, and, and it's been a while since I looked at the passage, but I remember there was a man that 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 she was told that God I, I don't know I believe God told her to tell the man to go into battle, and that man was like, man, I want you to come with me, and the woman was like, okay, you do realize that you're going to be shamed in my name. Yeah, yeah his, his his name was Barack. Yeah, uh, well, really ironic. <laughs> I did not forget that. <laughs> yeah, I did not forget that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, 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 and pretty much so. I mean, in so many words, she was pretty much saying, man, you're going to be clowned through history for this stuff. Right. You know, for, for, for getting behind a woman. And, you know, like, right. in so many words, you know, uh, I'm just saying, you know, so when I, when I think of stuff like that, people try to go to these passages to say, like, well, you know, and by the way, Deborah was a judge, not a yeah. pastor. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's, 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 that's something to keep in mind. You talk, that whole the story that you're talking about that, that judges four, uh, and, yeah. and that was that was that was Barak, and uh, it, it was during a time when all of Israel, men um, all through the, the scriptures, you have Israel, you know, doing the wrong thing before God. Um, and, and, and God is saying, you know what, uh, or, or rather you would have the prophet who said, in those days and in those times, you know, every, every man did what was right in their own eyes. And so, you know, here, here was another situation where that was the case. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, a, a, it was problematic uh, that, that Deborah steps up on the scene. Um, you know, she, she's a judge and a prophetess, and um, you know, she, she's the, there's the time of battle and, and, and Barack, uh, is the one who is the, is to lead the charge with the army. And, uh, he, he won't go, he won't go into battle with, without her. And, um, you know, she, she basically said, listen, I'll go do this. Uh, but you need to know that when it happens, it, it'll be said that, um, that a woman, you, you'll not get the credit that a woman will be the one. Who gets who gets the credit? And still today we have that. Again, none of that has anything to do with the office of pastor. Right. Um, right. The other verse of scripture. The other verse of scripture that gets used uh, that that, uh, that that Dwayne mentioned. You know, there's there's neither Greek 
uh, nor, nor, nor Jew, nor Hebrew, or what have you, uh, uh, Greek, nor free, nor slave, um, you know, that, that all, all are able to access, you know, access the, uh, access God. And, uh, that, that's in, that's found in Galatians 3. And, uh, right. You got Galatians 3, I've got a 28 here. What's being talked about in that verse of scripture is salvation. Um, it, right. it's, the fa- it's the fact that, that salvation is one of those things that now that, that, we've, that we have it, there's no, there's no equivocating. There's no, well, it's okay for Greeks, and, and, or it's okay for Jews, not Greeks. Well, it's okay for free men, but not slaves. Okay, it's okay for men, but not women. But the, the, the cross levels the playing field for us all in our access to God. None of that has faster. You know, there, there are there are specific scriptures that that uh, that outline, uh, you know, the role the role of a pastor. And so when we when we look at that um, that, that that biblical standard becomes the benchmark uh, for us. You know, that that's what that's what we look to to, to identify what what a pastor is supposed to be. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That just again, that just simply goes back to like searching context out, like, you know, people who use passages like that, I mean, they never dealt with the who, what, when, or why, and how, and understanding that Galatians is about being under grace and not under the law, not about offices. And, 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 for the, and then when it comes to the scriptures, dealing with offices, I mean, like, I, I feel like they're explicit. I mean, how can a female pastor be the husband of one wife? I mean, that right. alone, if, if nothing else in the passages would do it, that one line alone should tell you, say, obviously, this is a role meant for a man. Well, and yeah. and, and I, I, think, I think that, like, a lot of people think that uh, it was a way of being sexist or a way to, it's like, like, no, that's not the case whatsoever. It's about God's order. It was, it was this all reflective of who he is and, 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 his, and his attributes. It's all reflective of his relationship to the church. As a matter of fact, if you see, if, uh, I think Ephesians, Ephesians does an awesome job, and I think oftentimes, man, you know, we go right into the husband of your wives part. Right. But, but like, I think, I think oftentimes the whole, the depth of that message is getting, is getting missed because Paul is talking about the church and how the church mm-hmm. relates to Christ and how, how, and how that relationship should reflect in our relationship between husband, wives, and fathers and children, and even employees and, and bosses. You know and how how that relationship should reflect in all of our relationships. But this husband loves your wives, even as Christ loved the church. And so we know that Christ is the head of the church, and 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 and, and the father is the head of you know. And but you know also like in the family, we got you know we got. The, the father who is the head of the family, and then and the church was modeled after the family. And so if the church is modeled after the family, man, there's a reason why the men are in position. That's one reason why. Also, uh, Paul also mentions, um, oh my goodness, I always forget that. He always goes back and he mentions Adam and Eve. Uh, he, he mentions that it was Eve who was deceived in the garden. Which passage is it? That's not a Titus. Is that Titus? I forget where that's at. But he, uh, he, he mentions that he says he, he talks about it's not it's not for the woman to be uh be the head. He said because it was the woman who was first it was the woman who was first deceived. And so again, this shows that it's not it wasn't a cultural thing at the time that Paul was dealing with. This is something that was meant to last throughout the history of the world. You know, and I, 
again, for some odd reason, these passages get overlooked and ignored. Hey, I want to uh, jump in. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know me. I got to I gotta be funny. It ain't a show unless I make a joke. But, you know, when you said the husband of one wife that, that disqualified, well, you know, LGBT, they jump all over that, man. You know, that that that, <laughs> that first lady and the first lady. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Really, if that ain't the grossest thing, you know, <laughs> we, we, I, think, I think any Orthodox Christian tell you right now, they don't count because they ain't saved in the first place. We hope they do get saved. We hope they do. We hope and pray that they do get saved. But they ain't saved now doing that. Uh, I mean, that's just, that's Bible. That's so, right. Yeah, they, they, they would jump all over that. Yeah. They, they, have jumped, they have jumped over that. They probably preached it. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I often wonder what they preach in their service. Yeah, I don't think I'll uh, find out, though. Uh, Uh, Shalane was put. He said nowadays you think the only heresy is saying that there's heresy. 
Like, like people will get mad at you for talking about somebody, especially if they're a famous teacher. And, and, and you know, I mean, I think like one of the biggest ones that that I've caught flack for will probably be like T.D. Jakes. You know, uh, T.D. Jakes is like, for some odd reason, he's considered like the golden boy uh, of preaching these days. They consider him one of the best preachers. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, like, are you guys catching what this dude is preaching? Like, are you guys really listening to some of what he's saying? And so it's like, when you call somebody, when you call them out on that, you know, they look at you, they look at you as if you're the hater. Yep. You know, as if, as if you got a salty chip on your shoulder, you know, because you're standing against, you know, somebody as famous and as accomplished as, as T.D. Jakes. And, you know, I just, I find that amazing. And, 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 and I treat you as if you're doing something unbiblical. Right, and, and, and so and so when you go and you turn around and you point them to the scriptures, then you say, "Well, hey, well, look, this Paul did this here, this Paul did this here," and it's like either they don't have a response, or they turn around and say, "I'll suppose you Paul now," or, or, or it's, it's something crazy to that extent. Like, who are you? You know, and then then they get telling you to get the beam out to why and all this other jazz. You know, it's like wait, it's like okay, <laughs> you know. And, and half the time, it's like, at that point, it's, I don't know. I, me personally, I've got to a place where I kind of just, I kind of just bow out. Uh, I mean, I, I say what needs to be said, but I kind of just gradually bow. But you get a lot of people who get butt hurt when, when you start talking about their famous. Like, I got, I got, I got a good friend. Every time we say something about female pastors, he get, he, he gets a little hurt because his favorite preacher is Joyce Meyer. You know, uh, he says that out loud. I, I, so, so I, I say he says that out loud. I don't think as a man, that's just not manly to say your favorite preacher. Oh, 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 oh no, yeah. yeah, oh no, he, he said you in a heartbeat. Oh my god! As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, and I could be wrong, but I feel like I remember hearing seeing him call her Mama Joyce. No way. Come yeah. on now. Come on now. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he, he said he said Joyce Meyer helped him through a tough time, you know. Um, and, and and you know, and I told him, I said, man, that may be so. I, I I told him, I said, man, that may be so. That doesn't mean that she's supposed to be a pastor, right? Or that you know that, that she you know that she's that she's in the right biblical standard. But you know, but like yeah, I mean, every but every time we say anything about female teachers of B and D, which for some reason seem to be like our highest post. Like, oh, yeah. like, I mean, you want you want to get under the people's skin and follow me and post, post something about a female preacher, and people be on that one for a good month. It seems like, right. like I get sick of that post. I'll be on the verge of taking it down. <laughs> like, but, but yeah, that's I don't know. Like, like people have an affinity for for their favorite teacher. And yeah, I, I I find it amazing. I'm not even sure if I'm like that for the teachers that I know are sound. Right. Yeah. Like, that's you know. That's something that, you know, I mean, we, I think we all get caught up in, in, in some point or I guess some state of, you know, kind of admiration for someone. Um, and, 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 and that's, that's where I, I kind of have some, I guess some, some sympathy, empathy, whatever the word is for it. Um, because, uh, when you find somebody that 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 does something like like your boy said, you know, even though it is Joyce Myers helping them through a hard time, you know, it it they they get a place in your heart, man, and it's hard to let that go, man. You know, 
Um, and, and I just know that personally, uh, it don't justify it. Like you said, never justify it, but, um, it definitely, definitely makes a, makes a, a bond there where you kind of admire them or they're kind of like your hero or, you know, something like that. So that's something that I, uh, I can definitely relate to. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, I mean, I know we kind of, we've been beating this dog and chasing him a little bit, but one thing I wanted to get into a little bit was the the local impact um because i've noticed uh mr virgil uh can seem to sniff out some i I wouldn't say no name but not so popular and and we would you know actually share directly from their page you know so that they could defend or to you know uh say you know why they posted this or that or whatever um so v i what i guess First, V, how you find that, and then, um, you know, that's that's first, because I'm like, oh, where did you even get that? And then, you know, with, with your approach with that, I mean, because I, I know that the end is to, 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 you know, to let people know, especially those that even follow that person on a local level, but I just kind of uh, talk uh, about uh, that a little bit, man, um, because I, I think that is very interesting, because we, you know, the top dogs, they're easy topic, they're easy targets, man, you can Google, Google any of their name and put scandal beside it, and you got four or five articles, man, but there are some people there on a local level that are basically looking up to them doing the same thing, man, so let, let's talk about that a little bit. I, you know, I, I was kind of looking at the page at one point and just trying to see, how, you know, who who's on it, who we hit, and and you know, for the most part, it's pretty easy to hit these big big name guys and 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 ladies who, who are out there kind of making a big big name for themselves and in that arena. And so my thought was, you know, I wonder who's who's out there mimicking. You've got a lot of, you know second tier, third tier folks mm-hmm. who are, you know, who are, who are trying to do the same kind of thing. They see that there's, you know, that there's opportunity in it. There's some money in it. And so they're trying to figure out the best way they can to, to, you know, to, to make some things happen. And so I just began to kind of Google search some of these folks and, and identify them. And, and truth be told, man, I, I've got some, I've got a lot of friends who listen to these folks, who still, you know, listen to these guys. And so a lot of times I'll get on their pages, like some old friends of mine, mm-hmm. and I'll start noticing, oh, they're listening to, to this person or that person, that, and, and they're kind of a local yokel kind of, you know, so to speak, just a, a local person who's picked up maybe on how Jake's does it or how Joyce does it, and, and then they're trying to do the, you know, they're trying to do the same thing. And so my thought about that was, you know, I wanted to, identify who these people were, but also give them an opportunity to respond. And so what I'll do oftentimes in those instances is I'll, I'll address what they're saying or the video that they put out, and then I'll, you know, we'll post the, 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 right, the, the right reading or viewing of Scripture compared to what that person has just said, and then I'll tag them on it. So it gives them an opportunity to know that, that, that they've been addressed, know that the issue is, is, is out there, that people are looking and noticing, uh, mm-hmm. and it provides them an opportunity to respond. Every once in a blue moon, I know you guys have seen, every once in a blue moon we'll get somebody that'll, that'll jump in and respond, and, uh, and, and, and that's always fun mm-hmm. um, to, 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 see, to see how they engage that and, and, and what they say in response to that. But um, 
I, you know, and, and we try to do it in a way that's still, that, 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 that's beholden to truth, but it's still respectful. And, you know, we don't call anybody out their name or you right. know, anything crazy. We just, we just post up, here's what, here's what the scripture says. And here's what this person says right. so that people can make a clear distinction between the two. Yeah. I think that's awesome, man. Uh, that, that's definitely a dynamic that, uh, that kind of, I guess, brought the page of life, man. And, and it's something that a lot of people don't think about. Uh, like I said, everybody always want to headhunt the big dogs, but there's some mimickers. There's some some local wannabes, you know, as they say. Um, and I, I think that's important that, that we also classify them, you know, uh, and make the people aware of them as well, you know, because... Uh, they're they're causing just as much damage if not more because it's local if not more because they you know with everybody don't live in dallas you know so when jakes go off tv go off you know so uh those that have them in their local bodies man and they're hearing this every week and they're hearing it on wednesday and they're hearing it in sunday school you know whether it be prosperity or one is pentecostal or or uh oh one i got yesterday guys on instagram this girl told me that hell Basically, the hell doesn't exist, uh, Glenn Beck idea, and the whole uh, it, punishment is not eternal. Uh, you just get burnt up one good time, and you're gone forever. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, okay. it's like, really? I said, so what about, I think it was like Matthew 4, uh, I can't remember if it was 46, 48. It was like, you know. Uh, there'll be eternal pleasures for those that believe and eternal damnations for those that don't, whatever. And I was like, you know, the eternal, you know, that, you know, it's on both sides. And it was like, no, you know, this is, I mean, you know, uh, God, the first thing was God is not that cruel to, you know, torment you forever. And I, my reply back was like, well, first of all, I deserve torment forever. I, I deserve to be, you know, eternally burnt man but if it wasn't for the grace of god and his son you know basically giving her the gospel um and then she was like no no god's not that he's not that mean you know he would never do that you know those people they just won't make it they'll burn up and die and go away but you know it's just just stuff like that on a local level man it's just it's it's amazing man. Go away to where though? <laughs> I guess stop existing, bro. I, they, she, she just you get oh. burnt to a crisp, and you just stop it. You, there's no longer you. You know, you, you're gone. Just, just, just burnt out of existence, huh? Yeah, man. So, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess, because you're not suffering. <laughs> I guess because you're not suffering or whatever. But, uh, yeah. well, guys, if you. Yeah, I, I, what I was gonna say, man, is uh, is Barlow. I was gonna give you a chance, man, to uh, kind of put out there what you want to put out there. It's supposed to be your show, man. So you know, if if you want to go in another direction, if you want to give a conclusion, man, you just let me know. You roll with it, and me and Virgil, we we on for the ride, man. Well, uh, I mean, I, I I would hope that uh, you know, saying the things that we said on least, if anything, will get people to examine. Uh, some of the stuff that that, that we have said. Uh, what I did kind of want to do uh, was actually go over uh, just some of the things as to what makes you like 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 again like for example I mentioned TDJ earlier and and a lot of people you know uh, a lot of people aren't aren't aware uh, of, of what it is that makes TDJ 
uh, a heretic, or you know, why, why would why would we call him a heretic? You know, mm-hmm. and 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 now again, some people don't think the oneness thing is a big issue. I believe that it is. I'm one of the people who clings to the belief that that if you're not preaching the trinitarian God, uh, a triune God, if you're not preaching the triune God, uh, who three persons, one in essence, Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, uh, I believe that you treat that you're preaching a false God, and and, and so. TDJ is comes from a uh, United Pentecostal, one is Pentecostal background, right? And, and and he denies the triune God. But the thing is, though, it's like he doesn't outright deny it. He uses tricky language. Uh, like if you are, were to look at his website, uh, you know, under the statement of faith, he would state that there is one God, Creator of all things, infinitely perfect. And eternally existed in three manifestations: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hmm. Um, what makes that bad is the fact that 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 is uh, the heretical doctrine of what's called modalism. You know, saying that 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 God has three modes as opposed to God being three persons, and and, and, and that's a serious thing. Well, like I said, the language is so distinct that I mean, it's like it's. It's, it's almost like like if you were a, uh, an unlearned person who believes in the triune God, you think that there's you, you you would think that there's nothing wrong with that statement. But again, that's just an heretical a, 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 a approach to uh, you know to to, to the to the doctrine of the Trinity. It's it's things like that alone. Uh, and again, like I don't believe that to be a secondary issue, and I, and I think this also comes down to determining what's secondary or uh, and, and what's essential. Uh, but I mean, on that alone, like we don't even—I I haven't even gotten into the fact of this whole, you know, like prosperity gospel and so forth. I think at this point, we many of us, who, pe- people who are listening to the show, we understand that the prosperity gospel is not the gospel at all. And, and yet, TBJ does cling to that. Uh, we talked a little bit about Joyce Meyer earlier. Uh, well, the fact that she's pastoring makes her a false teacher alone. Uh, in that, but Joyce Meyer has said a lot of things over the years that I have yet to see if she's repented of, uh, because a lot of the stuff that I'm about to mention is, is, is old, but, but like one of the things that, that, that she, she taught was, she taught that Jesus stopped being the son of God. Uh, and this is her quote. Her quote says, he could have felt himself up until the point where he said, I commend my spirit into your hand. At that point, he couldn't do nothing anymore. He had become sin. He was no longer the son of God. He was sin. Now, uh, what makes this heresy is the fact that Jesus never stopped becoming the son of God. Jesus never stopped being the son of God. You know, Jesus never stopped being divine. He is eternal. He is the second person of the Trinity. All right? This is a very attack on his nature uh, of God, and it's a dangerous false teaching. She also stated that Jesus was born again. What's crazy about that statement is, is for the fact, simple fact that being born again, uh, it's for us who were born in the sin. Jesus was not born in the sin. Uh, we were the ones who, who needed to be born again because we the ones who needed to be saved from God's wrath. Right? Jesus never needed saving from the wrath of God. Jesus never needed a new birth. You know, and he need, he never needed to be regenerated. That's just a statement. That is a statement that is just wrong biblically. Uh, Another statement that she said, he paid for our sins in hell. That's, again, that's like basically a lot of her statements really saying that he paid for our sins in hell or that he went to hell. 
uh, and our place and was tormented. Like these are actually these, these statements do violence to his work on the cross. Uh, because when he was on the cross and he gave up the ghost, he said it is finished. That means that he paid the cross, paid the price for our sins there, not in hell. He did not go to hell to suffer. He suffered when he needed to suffer uh, on the cross. But guess what she says? If you don't believe that Jesus went to hell, you can't be saved. That's what, you know, she turns around, she says, no, she said, those have to be. Now, mind you, again, I want to I wanna make sure that it's clear and understood that she said these things years ago, maybe over 13 years ago or so, right? Mm-hmm. Probably longer than that. Probably a little bit over 20 years. She said these things, I just have not heard her repent from these statements, you know? And, and again, Believing that Jesus went to hell, saying that we don't believe he went to hell, we can't be saved. That's that's a horrible teaching. That's that's a horrible that's a horrible doctrine. Uh, his, his death, burial, and resurrection—the the the gospel message that saves is found in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're never told anywhere in Scripture that Jesus suffered for us in hell. I mean, if, again, if you can find a Scripture that says so, I repent from that. But I have never seen that in all my born years. Uh, you know, I mean. Again, these are some of the more famous teachers who who are like are saying things that are just outright heretical, and for some odd reason, for some odd reason, a lot, many of our followers who profess to be followers, who and some of which who I believe that a lot of people listen to Joyce Meyer and a lot of people listen to TDJ who are actually saved, but for whatever reason, they never caught on to such statements like this. So again, me pointing out these things is. Just to highlight, just to highlight the importance of being a Berean when it comes to listening to somebody teaching. Right. Uh, when it comes to listening, to, I mean, even me. I, I mean, by all means, when you listen to me say something, by all means, go behind me and research what I've said. I, 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 if I said anything in error, which I know, and I think Virgil mentioned this before, he, you know, in his preaching, like, there's some things I'm being probably misquoted something, uh, I said something wrong. I've taken down videos from YouTube because I was like, wait a minute, I don't think that's right. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, right, I just, right, right. You know, because, because of the simple fact is, is that, you know, these were things that I made, these were things that I said in my, on my journey of finding the truth. And as I discovered certain stuff, and I was like, well, wait a minute, oh, I don't think that's right. I would take certain stuff down. I said, I, 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 man, you know what? After I just got to think about modalism, you know, I did a, uh, I did a, a, I think a two-part video series on the Trinity. And I think that whole series, in that whole series, I think, uh, I think I taught the Trinity the standpoint. I think. Huh. It may not have been modalism. I, there, there, there's other ways that you can do uh, damage to the Trinity. So, so I forget what these different terms and things are with. Yeah, terms are big on that one. Yeah, it, it was just like, you know, like, you know what, I need to take this down because I think at this point I overstepped my boundaries in teaching the Trinity. And so there's nothing wrong with teaching it. It's just that you don't want to... Right, you don't want to say more than what the Bible says and you don't want right. to say less than what the Bible says. Right, right. So forth. You know, and, and so, and I'm saying, like, and, and I'm saying all of that to say that this show is, and these people are out here, and they're saying these things. Now, the point, here's my point. The thing I have to wonder is, just like, man, are these guys doing this stuff on purpose? Or yeah. are they really just that deceived? 
And when I think of someone like Joyce Meyer, I was like, man, like, does she preach from the pastoral epistles of Paul? Like, 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 does she just skip over that stuff purposely because she knows that they're going to disagree with everything that she's about? Or does she not know that they're there? And, you know, I, I'm a, you know, for as many years as you see how you wouldn't know such a thing. Right, right. So far, that. And, you know, I mean, but, again, I, 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 I think that, you know, it's very important that, that we consider what we're listening to and who we're listening to, you uh-huh. know, and, and so, and so that, that's why I thought that this would be a good topic for tonight. And, I mean, I guess other teachers we can talk about. I mean, like I said, Virgil, you're, the, you're like the golden child for like five of these tough teachers, but, you know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, man, but. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. It is. It, it, it works for us, man. Let's know what's out there. No, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, you know, for me, it's, it's a, it's a, it, it keeps me theologically sharp, just kind of watching that kind of thing. Um, but, but, but also, um, being aware of who's out there allows you to be in a position to help others. And at the end of the day, with all of these things that that we know about teachers that we're aware of. At the end of the day, we get, it, you know, knowing that, understanding that, being exposed to that helps us to, to know what's out there. I, I'll share with you, I shared with you guys kind of some stuff that this past week um, I was uh, being exposed to at seminary uh, with regard to liberal, kind of a liberal theology. And, um, I, and all of it was, was just kind of prep work for this class that I'm about to take on hermeneutics. And, you know, I, I was reading the, the information for the class. I was reading what, you know, the, the assigned, the assigned, I didn't know at the time that the person who had written it had written it from a theologically liberal perspective. And so as I'm reading this article, I'm getting frustrated because I'm knowing that some of the things that are being talked about in this paper are, are not, are not sound, are not doctrinally, doctrinally sound. And, and so I'm having a big challenge with that, trying to figure out what, what do I do with this? Is this what they're teaching me at school? And, and then finally I got to that panel discussion that I shared with you guys where, you know, they, they, they talked about how this was, that, that this paper that was written long ago uh, in the 50s was a really, really a benchmark for a struggle that was happening in the Southern Baptist Convention. And so I'm, I'm reading this, I'm learning this. I went in and talked to talk to my senior pastor on Monday, I said, now I was really challenged with some of the work that we were assigned, and here's why. And, um, you know, we, we ended up learning, I ended up learning about the, uh, about the doctrine of inerrancy and, uh, you know, scripture. And, and we looked at the Chicago statement on, on biblical inerrancy and, and all of that. So learning all of that stuff was great. But what it, what it did for me, I told him, I said, man, it was really a struggle for me to, to engage all of that information. He said, well, let me, let me remind you of something. He said, it's, it's not that you're going to go to seminary and change what you know to be true. But what you're going to do is it's going to expose you. You're going to be exposed to a lot of different thought processes from people who are on all kinds of wavelengths theologically. And what you need to do is stay anchored in the Word, stay anchored in truth, as you begin to examine these other ideas. And so I think for what we do with Be Not Deceived, it's very, very similar. We've come out of heresy. We've come out of areas where there are false teaching. And so we know the depth 
and breadth and width of the false teaching that's that's you know that that are in those circles. And so what it's done for me, I know it's done for you guys as well, it, it, whether it's something that you, that's happening for you personally or whether it's something that you're doing when you're, uh, when you're on the page, is it provides you an opportunity to open up dialogue with a wide range of people who may have been exposed to something that wasn't absolutely true, you know, that wasn't according to Scripture. And, and it positions us well to be able to, to help. And so that's, that's my hope and all that we do with, with conversations like this, uh, in conversations uh, on, on, in social media, that, that I hope uh, stirs opportunities to talk to folks live about some of these issues, which it did me this week, and I was very grateful. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That, I mean, <laughs> like, we, like we already stated, it's just it's needed. You know, we're we're not doing it just because we don't like certain folks or, you know, we 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 nitpicking or whatever. Um, one thing I want to say, um, I think this is also important when it comes to finding the church. Um, and and I, I find myself, you know, looking at what they believe and and looking at, you know, if they're they, uh, you know, confessionals or and things like that, because those those things will also tell you, you know, where they stand and where, whether they're preaching, you know, the gospel, whether they're sound, uh, you know, looking at the, what the church believe, you know, or, or who they're connected to or who they're, you know, what, what camp or what group. I think all of that, uh, plays a part in, uh, in this, this, this journey and this, cause nobody, honestly, uh, nobody wants to be deceived nobody wants to you know knowingly just follow false or you know or or be misled and and that's why we're here that's why we do what we do that's why every week you know we're working to to make this thing better because you know nobody wants that you know we we want to make that available for them want to you know give them the information that they will uh uh hopefully research it themselves as well as you know, continue to, to, to seek God on those things. And, um, and that's just what makes it so exciting, man. And, and the fact that I can do it beside two awesome men of God that in the same state, you know, holding it down in that area, man, it just, it makes my job easy. And, uh, and I'm grateful for, for you both, man. And this has been a, an awesome broadcast like always, man. Uh, any, uh, final farewells before we sign off? Man, I, I I'll just I'll just shop. I'll just throw out man what what I've got going. Ch- check out my my page, man. This weekend I'm excited. I've got Dr. Dale Johnson of uh, of Midwestern Baptist. No, I'm sorry, of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Who town? Uh, he will be speaking to the issues of the culture, the uh, the issue of of same sex marriage, the issue of homosexuality, the transgenderism, the issues around around bathrooms and the fact that parents right now uh, of, of, of students, parents of, you know, parents of kids who attend our church, attend other church, parents in general uh, are just in a place, man, where understanding how to navigate these days and times and, and, and really um, equip your young person, your child with a, a, a biblical worldview and an ability to navigate. I mean, just a year ago, if we would have heard that there was a man who walked into a, a lady's restroom 
uh, we would have, our next thought was, you know, who, who, who arrested them? You know, now, now uh, our kids, my, my own kids, and, and definitely Dwayne, you, you know, your kids and, 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 and T, yours are going to grow up in a world where it is, it, it's normative for that to happen. And so equipping them to know how to navigate that, what to, what to say, how, how to deal with that, uh, to, to make sure that they're holding to, to biblical worldview is important. Dr. Dale Johnson is going to be speaking about that, equipping families and parents on that. Man, we'll come out, check us out, out at, out at our, our church at Westside at, uh, at 630. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna chop it up and make it work. So, Cool. What about you, Barlow? Yeah. 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 Um... I just want to, I'm just asking for everybody's prayers. Uh, last week I, uh, I went and I just preached last Sunday at a church who was uh, looking for a pastor. And um, after preaching, uh, they uh, they asked me to come back again next Sunday. And, uh, you know, so apparently, you know, I mean, you know, I don't know what's going to happen from this. All I know is that the uh, main thing I ask is, is that you guys pray for, not just for me, but for that church that, that whatever or whoever comes in to uh, to pastor them be a pastor uh, that is capable and uh, eligible and qualified to to lead, preach, and to teach. Uh, but I will be there this Sunday again, and man, and, you know it's it's you know they're awesome people, and uh, just pray that um that that their hearts and minds are receptive to the word of God, and that the words of my mouth and so forth be found acceptable in His sight. So yeah, just keep me, and my family, in your prayers and. Yeah, uh, that's that's it. That's about all I got. That's what's up, bro. We'll definitely be praying for you on that, uh, in that endeavor, and make sure you check out Virgil thing as well. Well, you cannot have a show about false teachers without playing the track "False Teachers" by Shyland. So make sure you check us out on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and we out of here on the last track "False Teachers" by Shyland. God bless. Y'all have a good week. One, two, one, two. Yeah. Special dedication to my brothers and sisters on the great continent of Africa. The saints in Malawi, Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, Zimbabwe. Don't be deceived by what America send to y'all, yeah. man. Let me begin. While there's still ink left in my pen, I'm set to contend. For truth, you can bet will offend. Deception within. The church, man, who's letting them in. We talked about this years ago. Let's address it again. Yeah. And I ain't really trying to start beef. But some who claim to be part of the sheep got some sharp teeth. And cats get mean when you criticize them. But Jesus told us Matthew 7, 16, we can recognize them. And God forbid that for the love of some fans, I keep quiet and watch them die with their blood on my hands. So there's nothing left for me to do except to speak to you in the spirit of Jude 3 and 2 Peter 2. And I know that some will label me a Pharisee because today the only heresy is saying that this heresy. I'll dare to be specific and drop some clarity on the popularity of the gospel of prosperity. Turn off TBN. That channel is overrated. The pastors speak bogus statements financially motivated. It's kind of like a pyramid scheme. Visualize heretics Christianizing the American dream. It's foul and deceitful. They're lying to people. Teaching that camel squeeze through the eye of a needle Ungodly and wicked Ask yourself, how can they not be convicted? Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket And you're thinking it's
Finding out the dangerous type Cause some of the statements are right That only proves that Satan comes as an angel of light This teaching can't be believed without a cause The liars you can achieve a crown without a cross And I hear it all the time when they speak on the block Even unbelievers are shocked how they're feasting the flock It should be obvious then Yeah I'll explain why it's sin Peep the Bible is sin 1 Timothy 6, 9 and 10 It talks about how the desire for riches Has left many souls on fire in stitches Mired in ditches Tell me who would teach you to pursue as a goal The very thing that the Bible says will ruin your soul Huh? Yet they're encouraging the love of money To make it worse They've exported this garbage into other countries My heart breaks even now as I'm rhyming You wanna know what all false teachers have in common? What? It's called selfism The fastest growing religion They just dress it up and call it Christian Don't be deceived by this funny biz If you come to Jesus for money Then he's not your God Money, money is. is Jesus is not a means to an end no. The gospel is he came to redeem us from sin And that is the message Forever Never I'll yell If you're living your best life now You're headed for hell Talk to him Jewel Osteen False teacher Let him know Crackle Dollar is a false teacher Well, Benny Hinn is a false teacher I know they're popular But don't let them deceive ya Talk to him is a false teacher. Tell the truth. Joyce Meyer is a false teacher. Let them know. Paula White is a false teacher. Use your discernment. Let the Bible lead ya. Keep going. Fred Price is a false teacher. Tell the truth. Kenneth Copeland is a false teacher. Who else? Who else? Robert Tilton is a false teacher. I know they're popular, but don't let them deceive ya. Talk to them. Eddie Long is a false teacher. Let them know. Anita Bynum is a false teacher. Who else? Who else? Paul Krause is a false teacher. Your discernment, let the Bible lead ya. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3.
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many, many more. Make sure you sign up. The link's in the show notes. Join the VIP inside the bar group and we'll see you there.